often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slap Box Podcast. This is episode 397. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. Once again, down here in the Slapbox Bunker, one of the OG locations, doing it solo yet again. I think I'm getting better at going solo. I know, I mean, other than recording myself talking, I've been going solo my most of my life. So, I feel more comfortable. Like, uh, actually did a little bit of show prep, have some things to talk about, so maybe I can... Keep it going, make it entertaining. Uh, you know, hopefully everybody's okay, being safe out there. But uh, you know, it it's I guess official now as uh, here in America, in the U.S., the United States of old America, we are number one. We got this. I mean, it is right here. Oh yeah, I feel it. We've won. It's always good to be number one. It's the U.S., right? Oh yeah, yeah. Feel it, Gloria. Uh, it's like the Blues are still playing. Mm, I feel. It. Oh, I got. Hold on. There it is. There's the goodness. Laura Branigan. Mm. Yeah, number one in Corona cases, coronavirus cases, COVID nineteen. Not exactly a great thing to be number one at. Actually, it's a horrible thing to be number one at. Thankfully, we're not number one in deaths quite yet, but I would imagine that's going to change. As of the time of recording this, uh, the deaths just doubled from uh, over 1,000 to now over 2,000, I guess like a day. Otherwise, it's uh, a little ridiculous, a little little ridiculous. Hopefully, uh, we uh, better manage this here soon. Because uh, shit's getting a little out of hand, but uh, but you know I've uh, I've been keep keeping myself busy. I've still at the current moment I'm going to work, trying to uh, limit my contact with other people. Though is uh, I'm solo recording a podcast right now, so I'm definitely not have much problem there. Staying here in the bunker where it's safe in my panic room. Thankfully, I've got the internet still so that's good i can afford it i have a job unlike 3.3 million americans as of last week i imagine that number is more uh that, that uh went for unemployment last week i would have think that it's probably going to double this this current week i don't know but uh so as of right now i can afford the luxuries of the internet and such um but i've been able to uh you know, play some video games here and there. Uh, still learning some programming. And uh, uh, this weekend, actually, by the time I put this up, there's not going to be many hours left. But if you are a member of the PlayStation Plus, and I believe the PC, I don't know if you need to be a member of something. I guess it's through Steam. I'm not sure who's doing it through the PC. But they have uh, Ilphonic, the uh, video game company, behind the Friday the 13th video game. Uh, has put out or is working on putting out a new game called Predator Hunting Grounds if you haven't heard of it uh, and this current weekend through I guess through Sunday night they have the beta that's launched so PlayStation Plus members can uh, play it they can download the demo which is pretty close from what I understand to the full game but you can download the demo and you can uh, rock that out I've been playing a little bit today I downloaded it last night played it today and uh it's pretty good. I think I like Friday the 13th better. And this one, it's it's very similar to the Friday the 13th. Now, with the Friday the 13th, of course, you if you, if you haven't played that one, it's a, you, you can uh, become Jason. There's one person. It's multiplayer. Uh, there is some single-player stuff. Most of the game is multiplayer online stuff where you, uh, of course, can one player be Jason and go after and kill uh, the uh, – I'm getting a no-caller ID. Somebody's blocking their numbers, they're calling me. Probably bullshit. Don't think I should probably answer it. But maybe it'd be good for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, it makes me... T- I'm tempted. Very tempted to put 
put that on. Um, anywho, uh, I'll have to plug that in just in case I do want to, uh, to do that anyway. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, with the Friday 13th, you're Jason, the rest of the people are camp counselors, the camp counselors, you have to escape. You can kill Jason, but it's a real pain in the ass to kill Jason. He's a hard motherfucker. And Jason is a true badass, as he should be. I mean, in the movies, he's fucking unstoppable. You might have one person that survives. It's sort of the same concept for Predator Hunting Grounds. Uh, one person is the Predator, and then the other four are uh, Marines. I guess they're Marines. They're, uh, they're some sort of military. I don't remember if it's actually Marines or not, but they're called the Fire Team. And uh, they're going into the jungle and trying to take out uh, much... It's much like the original Predator. Like, you have Schwarzenegger's team, like, they're going in to do some kind of mission, and then the Predator breaks up their shit. They're like, oh, fuck, there's this crazy alien thing chasing after us. And uh, you also, like, in the game... Not only do you fight the Predator, but you fight the computer as well. There's uh, NPCs or whatever you want to call them uh, that uh, you, you take on, and they are, uh, they're just normal like uh, military that you're fighting. And uh, you have objectives to complete, and you can either you know finish the objectives and escape via the chopper. So get to the chopper, you know, get to the chopper. And uh, which, as I'm sure what they had in mind when they were uh, <laughs> doing the game. But uh, you get to the chopper and you escape and then you can win that way with with being a soldier whereas the Predator basically you want to try to kill everybody that you can. And there's also you can get more experience if you're the Predator. If when they're, before they officially kill you, you set off your self-destruct and you can also kill people that way. You can uh, annihilate them, much like in the movies. Like they, bl- the predator blows himself up. But also, uh, when you're the predator, uh, you can uh, take trophies and uh, do that with the. Uh, when you kill a fire team member, I guess you can go up and take their uh, their spine and skull, just like uh, just like in the movies. I don't know if the the game when they release it, I believe it's like 20 something days it's at the end of April when they're releasing the full on game but I'm not sure if it's all in the jungle or if they will have like say some cities stuff in there a la like say like Predator 2 or such um but I mean it's a fun game I am really annoyed by the fact that it's loot box crazy like loot box like I am sick and tired of loot boxes. I think they've ruined a lot of video game experiences. The new Call of Duties, I didn't get the last one. Uh, so the loot boxes just drive me insane. Like, get that shit out of there. <laughs> I don't need it. Don't really want it. <laughs> you know, I like being able to customize some shit, but the loot boxes are, are ridiculous. Just annoying. I, I wish games would do away with the loot boxes. I realize they won't because they get the microtransactions. They get people to pay to gamble on, like, ooh, am I going to get a new camo for my gun? Like, that is bullshit. I like it better, too, when you can just unlock the stuff, like, via grinding out on the game, like, uh, like with the golden guns, like, on Call of Duty and stuff. Like, if you get a certain amount of headshots with the gun, you know, you unlock whatever camo or yada yada. There is that, that too. Like you can unlock stuff on uh, Predator Hunter hunting grounds. Of course, uh, you can unlock suppressors and stuff for your guns, which helps you out. I mean, the Predator is just like in the movies. Uh, they uh, to find the soldiers, they can pull up the uh, infrared and see the heat signatures, and also have like the good hearing and hear the stuff. So uh, the soldiers can then. Uh, actually cover themselves in mud to hide their heat signature. And there's perks, of course, you can get uh, that uh, hide your sound a little bit better and such. Now, the mud does come off, too, so you will have to keep putting mud on. But with their guns, you can build it up and get suppressors. And the suppressors, 
I would imagine are a big advantage because they just aren't making as much noise and it's harder for the predator to find you or it doesn't also uh, set off the the rest of the uh, gorillas that you're fighting and such that they won't hear you to be able to come and they also set off alarms and shit. It can get a little, a little sketchy, you know, but uh, I, I suck. So far, I've been the predator like three times and I've been horrible as the predator. Very horrible. I've managed to kill the computer. I haven't killed a, a single live person yet. But uh, as a soldier, I'm not bad. I've uh, come close to killing the predator myself. And you get a lot more experience if you just kill the predator than, say, escaping from the chopper. That, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a good game. I went ahead and ordered the game. I thought I had to at first when I downloaded because uh, it first sends you to a screen where you got to pre-order. And I falsely assumed that I had to pre-order the game to play the demo with the way it made it look. And so I fucking did. And then I was like, well, I don't know. It's a good game, but I don't know that I really would have paid for it. <laughs> trying, to, trying to save some money right now. There's this whole virus thing. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, anyway. It's keeping me indoors and, and alive, so I got that going for me. Now, I have been uh, watching a few things, too. I, uh, let's see, what, uh, I went back through and finished watching the rested, uh, rested development that they have, the last season that they had on Netflix, and I did enjoy the last episode of that one, that was pretty good, and, uh, the New Castlevania, got a little into that, and I've watched the Joe Exotic, you know, first off, fuck Carol Baskin, right? Uh, <laughs> I watched... A little bit of the, I believe it's Tiger King on Netflix with Joe Exotic. It was a bit of a train wreck. Um, I thought it was okay. It's entertaining. Um, I know a lot of people are just going apeshit crazy over it. I think it's mainly just because they're stuck indoors and quarantine and such that uh, it's really picked up. I think it might have been a a somewhat popular thing on Netflix, but it just uh, it's kind of hit at the right time, I think. Joe Exotic. Um, but I, I have found, you know, I know a lot of people are saying that there is a, you know, like conspiracy theories out there that the coronavirus was a biological weapon that got out of hand. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't believe that, but, uh, I gotta say, I think maybe, maybe it is true is that I think I found the real conspiracy here and the conspiracy as I see it is the fact it's Netflix, man. They started this shit. I mean, think about it. Who has... <laughs> uh, yeah, Netflix is going to sue me now. But uh, they, who has the mo- most to gain right here? It's It's got to be Netflix, right? And they just put out a, a, the documentary, and I believe I talked about this last week. They just put out the documentary Pandemic that they, I guess started filming at some point in time last year. Maybe it was earlier than that they started filming, but they put it out this year. And I've only watched the first episode of that. It's a little too close to home for me. But, uh, I, uh, I mean, it's convenient. And now they've got everybody is watching Netflix now. They've had to, in some areas in the UK, they've had to, uh, I believe make the, uh, quality of the stream like less because of the all the traffic i mean fuck man it's even it sucks now because everybody's online like internet connection sucks it sucks bad but uh netflix has got to be capitalizing on this i imagine that like your netflix bill has got to be the last thing you want to get rid of your internet and your netflix has got to be like if you're unemployed right now i know that there's a good chance I might be employed soon, and I know I will not get rid of the internet. <laughs> that is a bill I have got to pay. Obviously, it would make doing the podcast a little bit harder because I wouldn't have internet. It's not like I can go to the fucking internet cafe right now and just hang out and use their fucking internet. And just cause the only thing I really need to do is to, yeah. But I, I'm paying for my phone, internet, and Netflix. Those are the those are the essentials. Then maybe I'll consider food. You know, that might be a priority. Uh, I can drink tap water. I can, I can, 
that's fairly cheap, you know. That I don't know what the, but uh, but yeah, Netflix is uh, they won. They're they're playing Gloria right now, fuckers. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh uh the I after watching that pandemic episode, they did talk about like the Spanish flu, and I'm sure in the other episodes they they probably talk a little bit more about history of other pandemics. Obviously, this isn't the first pandemic we've ever had. Which is funny because I've heard a lot of people say that with this COVID-19, nobody predicted this would ever happen. Like, no, there's been plenty of people to predict that we'd have another pandemic. There's epidemics, like, every year. There's flu outbreaks. There's, you know, Ebola. There's all kinds of things. It just doesn't end up going worldwide pandemic. And there has been worldwide pandemics that have killed, you know, millions of people. Like, the Spanish flu was... uh, happened at, at uh, the end of uh World War 1. And back then we didn't have like planes flying between the countries all the time. It was uh planes were relatively new at the point that point in time. I don't even think there was much in the way of like uh planes that could fly that far. Um so what spread the Spanish flu was the troops coming home from like Europe and uh all over and then bringing the disease with them, and it infected, I want to say it killed something like 50 million people. I don't have statistics in front of me. I'm just quoting off of what I I had saw in the pandemic documentary, but uh, like that's more than World War One and World War Two combined. But it is nothing compared to the bubonic plague. I mean, I've got, the, I've got this info, info pulled up right in front of me here. This is, uh, this is off Wikipedia, so I don't know how accurate this is. But the first pandemic of the bubonic plague uh, happened, let's see, it's the first recorded epidemic affected the Eastern Roman Empire, it's the uh, Byzantine Empire, uh, and was named the Plague of Justinian after Emperor Justinian I, who was infected but survived through extensive treatment the pandemic resulted in the deaths of an estimated 25 million to 50 million people uh the historian procopius wrote in volume two of history of the wars of his personal encounter with the plague and the effect it had on the rising empire in the spring of uh 542 the plague arrived in constantinople i believe that was the capital of uh at least the eastern part of uh, the Roman Empire at the time. I think at that time it was probably the capital. Anyway, working its way uh, from port city to port city and spreading around the Mediterranean Sea, later migrating inland eastward to Asia Minor and west into Greece and Italy. Because the infectious disease spread inland by the transferring of merchandise through Justinian's efforts in acquiring luxurious goods of the time and exporting supplies, his capital became the leading export of the bubonic plague. Hey, they were number one. Uh, Procopius, in his work uh, Secret History, declared that Justinian was a demon of an emperor who either created the plague himself or was being punished for his sinfulness. I did see a on a. I was watching a video. Uh, I forgot the name of the YouTuber, but uh, I believe he's British. Damn it! I wish I could remember his name. But uh, like you ought to know or. Yeah, fuck. I don't remember the name of the video series. Anyway, it was about the bubonic plague, and uh, there was a an attack at one point where they were throwing, well, shooting bodies infected with the plague off a catapult into a city to infect all the people in the city. Like that's that's some heinous shit, man. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, warfare is disgusting and horrible anyway. But damn, man, the bubonic plague is some crazy stuff. Before I get to the other second pandemics, let's hear some of the signs and symptoms. I mean, the plague is really fucking horrible. I mean, COVID-19 sucks, and it's bad. It's killing a lot of people. But this shit, it's fun fact. The bionic plague is still around, but uh, the current versions we have of it, uh, the drugs we have now can, like, treat it. But it, it could always morph into something else and worse. But uh, the signs and symptoms. Best-known symptom of bubonic plague is one of more infected, enlarged, and painful lymph nodes known as uh, buboes, buboes, I guess, Uh, after being transmitted via the bite of an infected flea. Ugh, fucking fleas, man. 
the Y pestis bacteria become localized in an inflamed lymph node where they begin to colonize and reproduce. Buboas associated with bubonic plague are commonly found in the armpits, upper femoral, groin, and neck region. Of course the groin, you fuckers. Bubonic plague symptoms appear suddenly a few days after exposure to the bacterium. Symptoms include chills, general ill feeling, high fever, uh, 102.2 or above, muscle cramps, seizures, smooth, painful lymph gland swelling called a bubo, commonly found in the groin, but may occur in the armpits or neck, most often near the site of the initial infection, bite or scratch. Pain may occur in the area before the swelling appears. Oh, man, these pictures on the side are fucked up. Um, Gangrene of the extremities such as toes, fingers, lips, and tip of the nose. Other symptoms include heavy breathing, continuous vomiting of blood, aching limbs, coughing, extreme pain caused by the decay of decomposition of the skin while the person is still alive. Additional symptoms include extreme fatigue, gastrointestinal problems, lenticuli, Black dots scattered throughout the body. Uh, delirium, coma, and death. Other forms of the disease include septicemic plague and pneumonic plague, in which the bacterium reproduces in the person's blood and lungs, respectively. Ugh, this picture over here, man. He's got, like, black fingertips. He's got the necrosis, as they call it, where this just dead flesh. And just, ugh. Terrible. His, like, nose looks like it's off. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, the in the, the the I've heard a lot of people say too that uh, they think the bubonic plague was what helped end became the fall of Rome, one of the contributing factors, I guess, before the uh, German invaders took them out, the German tribes, and then uh, the second plague uh, was in the late Middle Ages. Europe experienced the most deadly disease outbreak in history when the Black Death. The infamous pandemic of bubonic plague hit in 1347. So we're talking hundreds of years later after the first wave. Uh, killing a third of the European human population. A fucking third. Uh, some historians believe that society uh, subsequently became more violent as the mass mortality rate cheapened life and thus increased warfare, crime, popular revolt, waves of flagellants and persecution the black death originated in central asia and spread from italy then throughout other european countries arab historians uh ib al wardin wardni and uh, al mak makrizi believe the black death originated in mongolia chinese records also showed a huge outbreak in mongolia in the early 1330s uh, research published in 2002 suggests that it began in early 1346 in the steppe region where a plague uh, reservoir stretches from the northwest shore of the Caspian Sea into southern Russia. The Mongols had cut off the trade route, the Silk Road, between China and Europe, which halted the spread of the Black Death from eastern Russia to western Europe. The epidemic began with an attack that Mongols launched on the Italian's merchants that last uh, trading station in the region uh, Kaffa in the Crimea late in, in late 1346 plague broke out among the besiegers and from them penetrated into the town when spring arrived the Italian uh, merchants fled on their ships unknowingly carrying the black death carried by the fleas on rats the plague initially spread to humans near the black sea and then outwards to the rest of Europe as a result of people fleeing from one area to another. And then the third uh, epidemic happened, uh, let's see, uh, it was the uh, plague resurfaced for a third time in the mid-19th uh, century, like the two previous outbreaks. This one also originated in Eastern Asia, most likely in the Yunnan province of China, there are several natural plague foci, or foci, I don't know how you pronounce it. The initial outbreaks occurred in the second half of the 18th century. The disease remained localized in southwest China for several years before spreading in the city of Canton beginning in January 1894. So it was uh, quite a few years later, you know, several hundred years later, I guess, 
the disease since the last outbreak. The disease killed 80,000 people by June. Uh, the daily shit, man. So at the rate we're going, like there, there's more deaths from COVID. Just the or no, no, I think it's at like 30,000, but still. Like, we're on a trajectory for that. Um, daily water traffic with the nearby city of Hong Kong rapidly spread the plague there, killing over 2,400 within two months. Also known as the modern pandemic, the third pandemic spread the disease to port cities throughout the world in the second half of the 19th century and early 20th century via shipping routes. The plague infected people in Chinatown and San Francisco from 1900 to 1904, and the nearby locales of Oakland and the East Bay, again from 07, 1907 to 1909, during the outbreak from 1994, yada, yada. So, yeah, it was a real bitch. Oh, hold on. Let me get here. Yeah. So, yeah, during the outbreak from 1904 to uh, San Francisco, when authorities made permanent the Chinese Exclusion Act, this law was originally signed into existence by President Chester A. Arthur, 1882. The Chinese Exclusion Act was supposed to last for 10 years, but was renewed in 1892 with the Geary Act and subsequently made permanent in 1902 during the outbreak of plague in Chinatown, uh, San Francisco. The last major outbreak in the U.S. occurred in L.A. in 1924 though the disease is still present in wild rodents and can be passed to humans that come into contact with them. According to the World Health Organization, the WHO, uh, the pandemic was considered active until 1959 when the worldwide casualties dropped to 200 per year. In 94, a plague outbreak in five Indian states caused an estimated 700 infections, including 52 deaths, and triggered a large migration of Indians with in India as they tried to avoid the plague. And then a boy in Kyrgyzstan uh, died in August of 2013 from the disease. So that fucker is still... I mean, it's still around. And it could uh, come back at some point. Uh, so even if we get... The, once we get this COVID-19 shit under control, there's no reason why... You know... We can't expect another pandemic on the hand. Hopefully, we are able to figure some shit out, you know, and uh, you know, people plan better how to handle this financially. I mean, if the world's, like, shut down, the whole world at this point, I mean, pretty much every country has this, at least some cases of it. And it's affecting, affecting the whole world economy. You'd think that... Uh, you know, why is everybody going to suffer if everybody's losing money? And, like, there's got to be some good way to uh, to make it not fuck with, like, the economy, make it to where people can be, like, quarantined and not go outside for the remainder of the time to uh, let this disease die out and to, to uh, you know, get a hand on it without forcing everybody to, you know, lose their, their jobs and, and uh, you know, all chaos to break out. So hopefully there's uh, having this pandemic now and that uh, there's uh, some good that will happen in the end. But uh, right now it's a little ridiculous, a little bit. Just got to try to laugh as much as you can. Find shit funny, you know. Back to, uh, I guess, video game news. They, uh, we do have some other big releases coming up, of course, in the next coming weeks. Two big remakes. Two games that, well, one game that, I mean, my favorite all-time game ever. And, uh, but uh, before that, uh, I was a big fan of Resident Evil 1 and 2. Now, Resident Evil 3, uh, Nemesis. I hadn't really played much because I honestly I was burned out when the Resident Evil Two had come out, the original one. I had uh, I had played the shit out of that. I played the shit out of one and two. I played one probably more, but uh, the second one, I mean, I spent a lot of time on. I got burnt out on Resident Evil for a while, and Resident Evil Three Nemesis looked a little bit too much like uh, two for me. It would just seem like more rehashing the same thing. 
so I never really got into playing it originally. But the remake of Resident Evil 2, I played that when it came out last year or two years ago, whenever the fuck it was. I guess it was last year. Uh, I really enjoyed that, and uh, seeing that uh, April 4th, so really just a few days, it's uh, coming out. And it looks pretty decent, and uh, I my... My go-to on Resident Evil is always Jill Valentine. Jill Valentine. Jill! Um, <laughs> she was my girl. And Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, I mean, you get to... The main character is Jill, Va- Jill Valentine. So, I mean, that's... That's pretty exciting. I like her better than Claire. That was... Uh, even though, like, okay, it's just because my love for Resident Evil 1. And... The acting in that is so terribly bad, so fantastically terrible. And there was the Jill and her all her goodness. And I enjoyed playing the game. Well, it was easier with Jill for one thing than it was Chris, but I loved having in the Jill storyline in Resident Evil 1, you get Barry, who's Barry's possibly one of the greats, greatest parts of Resident Evil 1. Like Bar- Barry's lines are fantastic. And then Jill and Barry are just t- so terribly fantastic together. It's so much better than playing with, with Chris, and uh, Rebecca, I believe, is who he gets the the girl that like gives him the aid. She's the uh, doctor, I guess, on staff, um, whatever EMT. I'm not sure what she is, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Resident Evil Three that comes out and uh, like that. I'm I don't know that if I'll, I'll get it right away. Um, I should probably, you know, back off on spending money right now. But, uh, you know, you know, yeah. I do have a credit card, so there's that. And also, uh, back to be talking about my f- most favorite game of all time. That's obviously, uh, gotta be Final Fantasy VII. I mean, I got that when it originally came out in 1997. Also, coincidentally, the year that I dropped out of high school. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, missed a lot of school that year, but I had, uh, there was, I had, when I first bought that game, I went the longest I had ever gone in my entire life without sleep. I had actually stayed, I, I don't remember how many days it was. It was something ridiculous, but it was to the point where I'd started hallucinating a bit. And uh, there was no drugs involved whatsoever. There was uh, just a lack of sleep and just playing Final Fantasy VII. I was gooned out on that shit. I remember going to, I think it was, uh, it wasn't GameStop at the time. I want to say it was Babbage's. It was a, I believe they're extinct now, but it was at the Crestwood Mall, which is now gone. Uh, it was a ghost town mall for a while, but it, they have straight up just torn that bitch down. They have flattened it. It is gone. It used to be my favorite mall of all time, but like uh, it was my my go-to hangout. They had this really sweet arcade there when Tekken Tag came out. I spent a lot of time up there. I was eight when I was eighteen, just playing Tekken Tag. For some reason, there was a lot of Asians that would go up there to play Tekken Tag, and the Asians would just totally dominate on Tekken Tag. I was pretty good, but you know, I felt pretty honored when I would hold my own against some of these Asian kids that would go up there. I mean, they were fucking good, but uh. <laughs> But yeah, I got the Final Fantasy VII from, uh, I want to say it was Babbage's, and uh, picked it up there. And I remember the girl really trying, I don't know if she got commission or what, but she was really trying to sell me on the fact that I had to buy the damn strategy guide for the game. Otherwise, I was not going to find anything on it. And I'm just like, I was really good at video games, so I don't know why I would really buy into this. Maybe she was cute, I don't really recall. Um, just remember her very much just like almost give me no option that I had to buy the damn strategy guide. So I bought the damn strategy guide. I feel like that ruined the experience of the game for me because like I would try to play through the game and not spoil anything by looking at the damn strategy guide. But then I would just end up just looking at the fucking strategy guide like, okay, where do I go? And things weren't a surprise to me then. But uh, I did get... uh, the demo of the uh, remake now and it's like I I I mean I absolutely love the original I I believe I talked a month ago or so when I I got the PlayStation 4 port of Final Fantasy 7 and 
enjoyed going back through and playing it. And I love the the turn-based fighting of it, just the the materia system and all that. And the demo, I like the look of it, and I like the music and just having the characters of Barrett, Cloud, Strife, and uh, the whole gang, Tifa. And like that's cool, but I, I gotta say I'm not really feeling the fighting system. I don't really care for the fighting system. It's not really turn-based. I mean, it, it kind of is. You once you, it's more of just a slasher thing. You I mean just go and just keep? Uh, it's just not. It's just not classic Final Fantasy game to me. It's just it's just not the same fighting system as. Final Fantasy 7. I realize they're not going to just totally re redo the game with, you know, different graphics and update it that way. I mean, it's like a totally different game now, but uh I mean, I love the music. Maybe maybe the 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 full game will be a little bit better than just the demo, but I didn't really care for the fighting s structure. I missed the turn-based stuff. That's why I like the uh, the game XCOM uh well, XCOM in general. Like, I just went back through and played XCOM 2, which sucked up too much of my time the last week. I was really into that shit, because when you get involved in that, I mean, it is hours just fly off the, the clock. It's just insane, which I guess is a good thing these days. Um, you got to have something to kill some time. <laughs> well, you can't go outside. Uh, but... Uh, but it, does, it it looks good. I I'll eventually get the Final Fantasy VII remake. I just don't know that I'll be I'll be doing it right now. I know that uh, the Predator Hunting Grounds comes out the end of April, and uh, apparently I've already got that, and it's going to initially download. So I'll have play with that just a little bit. Um, well, there's this crazy picture off of my homepage here that's showing this. Watch. I thought it was uh, Pennywise at first on the face of the watch, but it's not. It's, it's kind of looks like Pennywise, but it's on a watch. And it's this just crazy looking face with the article of physics explains why time passes uh, faster as you age. Uh, I don't. I don't need to think about that. <laughs> Imagine it's going pretty slow for people right now. Uh. Hmm. The four here we go. Maybe I I don't I shouldn't click on this article. So off the Atlantic.com here. It says the four possible timelines for life returning to normal. The coronavirus outbreak may last for a year or two, but some elements of pre pandemic life will likely be won back in the meantime. Ugh. Like uh, let's see, uh, the new coronavirus has brought American life to a near standstill, closing businesses, canceling large gatherings, and keeping people at home. All those people must surely be wondering when will things return to normal. Uh, I'm feeling like it probably won't ever. I feel like we're gonna have the generations that uh, remember COVID. You know, it's gonna take another generation or two, I would think, before uh, people really forget this. Uh, the answer is simple, if not exactly satisfying. When enough of the population, possibly 60 or 80 percent of people, is resistant to COVID-19 to stifle the disease's spread from person to person. That is the end goal, although no one knows exactly how long it will take to get there. There are two realistic paths to achieving this population-level immunity. One is the development of a vaccine. The other is for the disease to work its way through the population, which will take a while, sure killing many, but also leaving many others, those who contract the disease and, and then recover immune they're just Teflon at that point, meaning they can't get infected again and they won't pass on the disease, explains Andrew Neumer, a public health professor at the University of California at Irvine. Once enough people reach Teflon status, they won't, uh, We, though we don't know yet, uh, yet uh, know if recovering from the disease confers any immunity at all, let alone lifelong immunity, normalcy will be restored. And with diseases like this and outbreaks, there's different strands coming. So even if you're like immune to this strand, a year later, a new strand would come around and just fuck us. 
There's just no way of predicting this stuff. But uh, unfortunately, both of these paths could be a year or too long, but degrees of normalcy will likely be won back in the meantime. Come summer, Americans might get restaurants, but no music festivals, offices, but no crowded beaches, bars with spaced-out seating. Projecting when each facet of daily life will be restored would be easier if public health authorities had an um, omniscient uh, view of who is infected who has recovered and become immune, and who is still susceptible. This is the information that would emerge from widespread testing, which the U.S. is terribly behind on deploying. Uh, I mean, it's been fucking terrible. (laughs) Fucking terrible. Uh, As such, America is currently left with self-isolation, a blunt tactic that can slow the spread of the virus, potentially sparing the country's hospitals from a catastrophic overload of patients. But that comes at the cost of freezing daily life, Epidemiologists uh, I interviewed stressed that they have no idea when life will be unfrozen, but they walked me through a series of possible timelines in which Americans might be safely uh, might be able to safely start leaving the house to make money or do fun things again. Below are those timelines, including some turning points to look out for in the coming weeks, months, and years. No matter what, staying safe means staying home for a while. Yet, despite Donald Trump's desire expressed in a Fox News town hall on Tuesday. To have the country opened up and just raring to go by Easter, moving back toward normalcy at this early stage could be disastrous. Prematurely ending severe social distancing would be an incredible blunder that would be have major human consequences, Neumer told me. Uh, what is prematurely uh, the truth is, we don't know yet exactly, but it's longer than a fortnight. It could be 8 to 12 weeks. Uh, timeline 1, 1 to 2 months. She note that uh, experts I spoke with think this timeline is highly unlikely, but uh, America could be through with most of its social distancing in a month or two if the coronavirus turns out to not be a serious pathogen suddenly. I don't know how that would happen, but said uh, that's according to William Hanagy, an epidemiology professor at Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. All the people who are now infected, instead of behaving like the infected people we've seen before, have very mild disease, and we realize that immunity is being generated. This false alarm outcome would, of course, be fantastic, but also produce a lot of head-scratching among public health experts, Hannigy said. Uh, Another path to short-term resolution is much grimmer. Too lax social distancing could produce what Neumer calls a big, short, sharp shock of infections, Sometime in the next few months, overwhelming the healthcare system and killing enormous numbers of people. After such a catastrophe, it's conceivable that lots of people infected with the virus would recover, bringing the broader population closer, if not all the way, to immunity. Both of these eventualities would make it okay to go out again in a couple of months, but even if Americans are still mostly cooped up at home in late spring, public health experts will have learned more about the virus by then. Perhaps most important, they should know how much strain this first wave of infections will have put on America's hospitals and thus how effective containment efforts have been. And this information isn't really available, Hannigy explained, because people who had got infected today, yada yada, timeline 2 is 3 to 4 months, and then timeline 3, 4 to 12 months. I would think that it's possible good to... Oh, time... Uh, there's 12 to 18 months or longer. Basically, no one knows for sure what what's uh, when we're, when the hell we're gonna get out of this. So there's gonna be a lot of a uh, lot of alone time, you know, a lot of time and uh, a lot of time for me to just sit here and talk into a microphone. Just uh, sadly though, I am pretty sure. I, uh, I've got some kind of gluten intolerance, whether that be from uh, said Crohn's disease or uh, I, I mentioned this, brought this up a little bit last week, I believe, but Crohn's disease or celiac, I can't speak. Um, I haven't gone completely 100% gluten-free, but I've come pretty close. I've had days where I've gone 100% gluten-free now. And, I mean, I do feel better. I don't have as much kidney problems and such. So obviously, uh, there's something going on there. There's some, <laughs> some problem. 
but I am not going to a doctor right now to get tested for any of said diseases as I would like to avoid going anywhere near the hospital. One, because they seem a little overwhelmed. Two, I don't want to be around anybody that might have the fucking COVID-19 virus. I don't want to get the shit. Uh, especially if I have, you know, Crohn's or something. There's some something that could bring down my immune system. That probably puts me at a higher risk to uh, bite the dust. I did hear now, I don't know if this is true, but uh, the people that take, I believe it's, I yeah, ibuprofen that have COVID-19, that this uh more likely to die. I don't know if that's true or not. But a lot of cases of people that have taken ibuprofen while also having COVID-19. I don't know if there's a whole lot of like science to that. But supposedly. It could be just some other BS shit that's like floating around. It's hard to say. There is a lot of false information out there right now. A lot of it. Just hopefully we have all the people still working on the internet. Let's get those bandwidth speeds back up. Let's be able to download stuff. Even the PlayStation Network is uh, their speeds are down. But thankfully, my that hunter, predator hunting grounds did download all right. I did it while I was sleeping. Got it uh, all downloaded. We were good to go this morning when I got up. Was able to start rocking right away. Right away. There's still porn online too. And Pornhub, from what I understand, like. This <laughs> The traffic on Pornhub's been insane. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, that was a bad thing for me to search. Okay. Porn traffic. Let's see. Spike. If I put that in there. Oh. Oh man, this is uh, the, on the the U.S. Sun, the Sun dot com. This is a uh, free Pornhub traffic spikes as free premium service is offered to lonely people stuck in coronavirus lockdowns. Uh, Pornhub has seen a spike in viewers after it offered its premium service for free to people stuck at home due to the coronavirus. Last week, the porn so, yeah, God damn it, it keeps restating the same shit uh, to viewers in Italy and has now extended this. Uh, Adult users in France and Spain. What about the U.S. fuckers? The company said on its Twitter feed, in light of expanding quarantines, uh, we are extending free Pornhub premium for the month to our friends in France. Pornhub will also donate this month's sales from Model Hub Courage France. It has a similar message for its Twitter followers in Spain. Porn site usually charges $10 per month or $9.99 or $7.99 a month for a 12-month subscription. The premium package offers no ads, faster streaming, high-speed downloads, and better video quality, as well as discreet billing and anytime cancellation. Uh, oh, this is a chart is wrong. This is from several days ago. Um, anyway, let's see what's doing France, Spain, and Italy are among the three worst-hit European countries by the coronavirus outbreak and were widespread lockdowns in the foreseeable future. Of course, this article is days old, and they were... U.S. is number one now, fuckers. Get it right. Um, figures for Pornhub's traffic saw a huge spike in viewing in all three of those countries. Statistics from its blog Pornhub Insights showed on the day that the free premium membership started... Italy, France, and Spain traffic in each country jumped a massive 57%, 38%, and 61% compared to an average day, respectively. Uh, the company revealed the latest figures available March 17th. St. Pat's showed viewing around the world was up by 11.6%. Holy hell. A lot of jerking off. A lot of jerking off. Ooh. Let's uh, let's see if I can find those stats. Okay, this is off uh, Pornhub.com. Their uh, coronavirus insights. This is visiting Pornhub as a daily routine for more than 120 million people. That seems like a low figure, but as uh, offices close and whole communities go into lockdown in the wake of a global cri- health crisis, 
Our daily routines are being disrupted worldwide. More people are self-isolating, working from home, and stocking up on household essentials. So Forbes asked our statisticians to take a look at how that has impacted Pornhub's traffic and searches during those anxious few weeks of social distancing. Oh, please tell me what was the number one searches. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, weekly traffic changes. Pornhub statisticians first looked at how the daily level of traffic has changed since the outbreak uh, of the coronavirus. Comparisons were made to an average traffic period in early February. Because traffic varies depending on the day of the week, each day was compared to the same day during the average period. It became evident that as people were spending more time at home, either self-isolating or working at home, that traffic to Pornhub had risen. Worldwide, traffic to Pornhub was up 11.6% on March 17th. Um, so, yeah, that's a big it's a nice little... Uh, spike there it's going up rather quickly um italy was the first european country uh to close its borders and put it into effect nationwide quarantine following sh chart shows how italy's traffic changed over the last few weeks the drastic increase of 57 percent on march 12 came after Pornhub offered its free premium service to all of italy Beh. showing uh, france after they got it spain 61 jesus this is the United States traffic changes. Uh, it's not been much. I mean, it's been a lot, but nowhere near like Italy and stuff. Like it's only up to six point four percent instead of like the fifty-seven. Uh, let's see the top searches, man. I want to know the searches. Damn it! It's just showing all the countries. Let's just get to the fucking the fun stuff. Oh, here's some uh, favorite times to watch porn, which this isn't real shocking. Like midnight is uh, is the normal time, is like the most popular time for people to be watching that. Because I imagine if you got like family members and such, like kids, yeah, yeah, you want to fucking jerk off when, well, hopefully the rest of the people are sleeping. Um, uh, damn it, find me. The top search titles. Come on. I don't want a country-to-country -country breakdown here. Uh, see, coronavirus searches. Searches containing coronavirus and coronavirus first appeared on January 25th and continue to grow. In the past 30 days, our statistician recorded more than 9.1 million searches. Is that on the porn site? <laughs> uh... Slovakia's has got the number one. Really? State's most often searching is Washington, D.C., number one, which isn't a state, but then New York, number two. But it's basically going on those states most affected. But damn it, I want to see what the top... Uh, well, let's look at that. Top porn... <laughs> Searches. Uh, damn it, I can't type right now. Oh, I'm putting my, my don't have my my uh, fingers in the right uh, home keys there. Uh, during outbreak. Let's see top porn searches during outbreak. Let's see what we get here. Oh, damn, I can't type. Type and talk is not great for me. Um, this is off the Daily Beast. It's, uh, no, I don't want to subscribe. Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. The explosion of coronavirus-themed porn, they lightened the tension. Uh, the COVID-19 global pandemic has also led to spikes in porn searches for coronavirus, which they just showed on the Pornhub website, and a huge increase in virus-themed porn. Now I'm gonna, man. Uh, oh, this is written by Aurora Snow. She was a, a porn star. I don't know if she still is. Um... With most of the country practicing social distancing and isolating at home to reproduce the rapid spread of the novel coronavirus, not only has porn consumption increased, but so has the interest in these quarantined fantasies. Searches containing coronavirus and coronavirus uh, have continued to grow since January 5th of this year. Yada, yada. Oh, I can't read the whole thing. 
Oh, no. Damn you. I can't read the whole article. I have to be a... Ugh. I have to be a member. I'm not paying for the Daily Beast. Not 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 doing it. Uh I wanna see what there's other but I guess there's a coronavirus porn. Maybe I should pull it up. Pull up the uh, coronavirus porn. I'll I'll do it. Let's let's just see here. There's uh pull it up on my phone. It's likely to get a virus. Uh, let's go to Pornhub. Oh, damn it. Fun day. What the fuck is going on on my phone? Pornhub. Look up coronavirus. Let's see what we get. Just to see. Oh, there's stuff. As soon as you go to Pornhub, they're right here. Uh, help flatten the curve with free premium. Oh, I guess, guess you can even do it in America now. They're giving the free premium now. You're so sweet, Pornhub. You're so sweet. Let's check out coronavirus. Uh yeah, let's let's search that. What kind of porn do we have here? There's how to treat coronavirus in Japan. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> a cure for the coronavirus is getting fucked by a PAWG, a pog? I don't know what that that uh, I'm out of the the loop on some of this terminology here. Victim not allowed to leave gets more than he bargained for. There's uh, <laughs> oops, BFF's dad pumps me full of his cum on quarantine from coronavirus. <laughs> uh, that's uh. There's a bunch of people with face masks. That seems to be a big part of it. There's a right here. COVID-19 coronavirus. Horny slut has to use protection during outbreak. And it's just the mouths. I mean, I guess it's not a STD, so. Uh, there's a lot of people in nurse outfits, apparently. Oh, this is, I don't know if this is scientifically proven, but here this video says a blowjob a day keeps the coronavirus away. That's interesting. Uh, oh, I'm quarantined. You're quarantined. FaceTime me. Coronavirus 4K. I guess it's some uh, webcam action. There's a... Uh, yeah, there's... Some fan oh, there's a nurse. Full-on nurse gear. Like, gloves and all. What a waste of gloves, man. And she's stroking this guy's cock. Coronavirus patient is milked by real nurse. This does look like it might be a real nurse. Now I gotta look. Now I gotta br bring it up. There's a. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't even have the sound up. Let's let's get some of the audio here. All right. So your test results are back in. And unfortunately, just sitting here flaccid. Positive for the coronavirus. She sounds. So her voice is rough. Going to take from here is I need to get. Why is his dick out? We have to see if if it can be passed on through sexual activity. I don't think so this is a real nurse. A couple of tests and I'm just calling it not a real nurse. To help you come and <laughs> let's go from there. Going to be applying some lube. It will be a little cold. Yeah. I mean, I know none of the stuff is actually real in these porn sites, but just the thought that maybe it is. I imagine there's probably more people just putting anonymous shit on on porn sites now too. They're like, hey, fuck, I'm not doing anything else. Let's fucking put a video of me fucking somebody uh, online. <laughs> this one says, my boyfriend coughs. I'm afraid to get coronavirus, but I want sex. That's probably a big problem right now. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's quite. There is a fuck ton of coronavirus porn. I guess I don't go on porn sites much anymore and just look up, you know, what's trending. There's a, uh, you know, a lot of people wearing the gloves. This is a big waste of gloves. People, doctors can't. They need that shit. Doctors, nurses. Yet porn, 
Poor people seem to have no problem getting gloves and face masks. What's the problem here? There's this seems to be a like, real issue. Uh, there's uh, this guy's another one with a bunch of people with nurse like nurse gear, like jerking people off with gloves. Uh, oh, this one stresses, so I, I feel better for the nurse. Horny nurse with latex gloves gives blowjob to patient. Uh, no coronavirus. <laughs> uh, thankfully, that's uh. This is uh one says stay home. This one looks like a home video footage. Like it might actually be like a actual like couple that wasn't just you know paid to do porn. It's a uh, stay home and fight coronavirus. Uh, Greek couple quarantine. Yeah, a lot of nurses and. Uh, and just people wearing gloves. Oh, dude, this guy's going all out. He's got, uh, like, the army gear on. He's got a Kevlar vest and choking a girl with gloves on. And he's got a gas mask. He's full on, like, uh, hot. And it says, hot babe gets caught trying to leave the coronavirus quarantine area. I guess that's a, a no-no. Well, I got to pull up the the audio for the beginning of that one. That seems Come too good. Come play with us. Poor live. Totally live. Uh, skip the ad. Yes, thank you. I don't want the ad. Hello. Yeah, I what? know. I'm like honestly. She's so out in the middle of the yes desert. Like, a, like there's nobody around. In my house just to, to clarify. Well, like, I don't I'm think she looks quarantined enough there. Obviously, there's a, deserted, a film crew though. Oh, there's a soldier. How do you hear? Like, there's... You had to see this guy for fucking miles on end. Shit. <laughs> it's not like he's hiding behind a hill. She's literally out in the desert. Oh, that was a bad edit. <laughs> Got some cool lights on that uh, Hummer. You can't handcuff me. It's a full-on gas mask. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. There's nothing. I wonder where this is. Okay, this Cow, is ridiculous. On. <laughs> I was hoping for some better dialogue. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but. It's coronavirus porn that is apparently knocked out pretty quickly. <laughs> Most porn is not really thought out much. I remember seeing some classic porn, though, that uh, when I was like first 18 and going to the porn shop back then. It was, uh, at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of way you couldn't go online and just stream porn when I was 18. The internet was around. But we were a couple of years away yet from being able to stream porn. And so to get, like, porn and go to a porn shop, and the closest one to me at that point in time was in St. Clair, and there was no other reason for me when I go to St. Clair. But there was this porn shop. I don't know if it's still there. It, it, it had caught fire at one point. I don't remember if it was ever found out it was actually arson or what. But... uh <laughs> It's a porn shop, and you go up there, man, it was expensive for those tapes. It was VHS. Originally, it was VHS that I was getting, and then it was awesome when I was like, oh, fuck, they got DVDs. And then uh, before too long, then, like, you could buy porn online on, like, Adam and Eve and such, and it was a lot cheaper that way. But the, it was, like, 45 50 bucks for some of those tapes, like VHS that I bought from the porn shop. I remember that. But there were some classics that I would gotten, like, on DVD and uh, Trebejo uh, had some classic ones. I had, uh, I don't remember if it was one I had or somebody else. I think it might have been Trebejo. It gotten this one, uh, like, because it was like a group activity. I mean, you're going to go to St. Clair. You're like, get some buddies. Let's go buy some porn. And we weren't really watching it together, although obviously we watched some of, like, the really bad shit that wasn't, like, uh, just all on sex scenes. But when it, it had, uh, like dialogue to it and was supposed to be like an actual plot to it. Like, of course, you know, you got to like see some of that with some friends, you know, uh, <laughs> this is again, 
before the internet, you could just like stream that shit in the private. Uh, so uh, you either like well, not that we watched it together, but like a whole lot. But like mainly, it was just like, ooh, you, let me borrow that and stuff. So it was like you would buy a porn yourself, and again, they were fucking expensive. So you often, you know, traded porn and and borrowed whatever. So to to keep it fresh, and uh, there was one that it was wishbone and uh, or wish. It was something like that. It was like wishbone or, and, uh, the whole premise of it was, uh, this guy had found a vibrator on a beach and, uh, it was, uh, and he's like, oh, my luck. There's no, there's no batteries. Like what, what the fuck? <laughs> you're just like, you find, it's just, you know, ridiculous. You'd find like a, a dildo or a vibrator on a beach and then your first thought is like oh man there's no batteries like my first thought is like i don't know who the fuck used this i don't know what the fuck is on here like even if i wanted to use that on myself or somebody else like man i don't want to touch it <laughs> especially nowadays in the coronavirus outbreak like uh paranoia over that stuff's like through the roof but anyway the plot of it was like this vibrator had a genie inside of you rubbed it it uh, then the genie would come out and like offer you three wishes, but it had some, some great lines in it. There was I think it was that one, where like, I think they must have done just like one take on everything and probably didn't have a script. Like there was, <laughs> I believe it was that one. There was one actor that had said my kablosh is burning or something like that. I did Astro Bayo. He probably went, my my kablosh or my he was like making a quiche or something. The line came out wrong. It was pretty ridiculous but uh nowadays like i'm like why the hell would i want to watch porn with like plot to it and everything i'm just like let's just get the job done let's just watch the blowjob scene or whatever or the prone scene and just finish finish the deal it's just like uh just like taking a shit you know just want to get it over with uh but uh (laughs) i think we're I think we're good here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get another Angry Orchard because, you know what, they're gluten-free. They're naturally gluten-free. I've already had too much. I did break down. I had uh, Fazoli's earlier, so I had quite a bit of gluten in me today. And alcohol doesn't help your kidneys either, but it doesn't have gluten in it. so And it gives me a nice little bit of a buzz. So, uh, as always, uh, well, first off, just stay healthy. You know, stay indoors. Stay away from people. And uh, as always, it's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.